Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to another episode of Weiss Advice. I am your host, Yona Weiss, today with another amazing guest. Excited to have on the show today, Kelly Iannone from Orlando, Florida, the home of Mickey Mouse. Hey, Yona. It's great to be here. It's great to have you on the show. And I know I just kind of threw that out there because everyone knows Orlando, what that is. But you actually work for Disney. So that's pretty awesome. I do nearly 18 years. It's where I've spent pretty much my entire career in a lot of corporate variety roles. But yep, at the happiest place on earth. Well, I've heard that is debatable, but at least that's a good, it's a good tag name. It's, it's I'll try to bring the pixie dust here too. Bring it as much as you can. I mean, I've heard magical, you know, magical place. On us. It is good. I've actually never, oh no, I was, I was at Disney World. I grew up in LA, so I went to Disneyland in oh, yeah. Anaheim many, many times as a kid. But one time went to Disney World in Orlando. So I definitely have that box checked off. But I'd love to just kind of, we know your background as a Disney corporate employee for the last 18 years, but somehow you got the bug for financial independence and real estate investing. And that has really been a driver for you over these past several years. So I'd love for you to give our listeners a little background, a little more context to that, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. So as you said, I'm Kelly Iannone. My I'm a huge advocate for the financial independence retire early community. And that's kind of, you know, a big part of my journey. But growing mm-hmm. up, I grew up to parents who worked in factories. They mm-hmm. knew that you get a good job, you work a long career, you get your pension, they retired at 50. So to me, Retiring at 50 or 55 was normal in the environment I kind of grew up in, but certainly the more traditional route. So when I graduated with my undergrad, I moved to Florida. I'm from Michigan originally, and I started on that exact same path. Well, about 10 years or so into that path, I, along with my husband, kind of had this realization of where's all of our money going? Mm. We were certainly saving in our 401ks, but we didn't, we weren't building up a big nest aid. And we both had good corporate jobs working for Disney. And we just kind of had this epiphany and we started going down a rabbit hole of, you know, financial literacy. How do we become financial independence? How do Mm -hmm. we save more money? And through that rabbit hole is how I then found Rich Dad, Poor Dad, real estate. And, you know, very quickly we bought single family rentals. We flipped a property with partners. We explored Airbnb. We invested passively in real estate syndications. Okay. And then in the last couple of years, we bought a six unit, just the two of us, and am now very active in where my focus is on the general partnership asset management side of real estate syndications for apartments. Very cool. So you've gotten more involved more recently in the you know, the asset management general partnership of real estate syndications. But it sounds like, I mean, there is a process. It's not, you know, you learn about financial independence, you go down that rabbit hole, you start learning mm-hmm. rich dad, poor dad, and all the different steps. I think inevitably, most people start investing in real estate one way or the other. I mean, what for you was the biggest driver that kind of pushed you in the direction to where you're headed now, which is more involvement in the real estate syndication model? It really came down to being able to optimize my money mostly. Mm. So you've got, you know, in the financial independence retire early community, you've got diehard low fee index fund investors who really follow 
more of like JL Collins, Mm -hmm. simple path to wealth type model. And that is certainly where our 401ks are, low fee index funds all day long. But when we thought about this excess cash that we had over and above that, we didn't want to just put them in after-tax brokerage accounts. We wanted to be able to get more of a return, have more control. We saw the passive income as opposed mm-hmm. to just taking a standard, your safe withdrawal rate from your retirement accounts. Right. So that's where real estate really came into play is we can really amplify the money that we're investing and get the tax benefits and get the ongoing passive income while the principal that you put in continues to multiply mm-hmm. as you, you know, pay down your debt service, you have the appreciation and, you know, the benefits that go along with real estate. And then from a syndication perspective, it's really the same thing. We were already actively investing in real estate. And again, we had a six-unit commercial building that we managed the construction from for. And we now have it under property management. We're the asset managers of that. Um, It really was the next step as we thought about how do we scale? And that's where syndications came in. So again, being very much on the active side. And it also serves one of my other passions, which is helping other people invest in real estate or other people see that achieving financial independence in like 10 years is super achievable. It really is. You know, I think a lot of people, like most things in life, when we see this big shiny object and it seems almost unachievable, you know, but putting in the reps and just doing, taking one step a day further will help get you there. I mean, what would you say to someone? And I, you know, I appreciate you for all the education that you put out there. And I've seen some, I don't know if if it was you that created this or definitely posted about some infographics about how to invest and reinvest money Mm -hmm. that just to bring you to that, you know, over a 10 year period, literally to create that financial independence. How would you say what, what would be the first step to maybe some of our listeners who are thinking, Hey, that's me. I'm in a corporate job and I want to be financially independent, but I don't know how, like what, what are some of those I mean, first steps you would say? Yeah. So what you're referencing there is an infographic that I put together about a year ago that really is outlining the journey of the, of achieving financial independence. You can live on about $84,000 a year by investing $50,000 a year continuously over the course of 10 years. Then you will have built passive income streams of $84,000 and still had the principle that has grown. So it is so achievable. So from a first step perspective, it's really you've got to get your financial house in order. You've got to be able to spend Mm. less than you earn and invest those savings. And then it comes to compounding that and letting compound interest. They say compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. The same thing happens with savings or fees, depending on how you're investing. So that is like number one. You've got to get your financial house in order. You've got to spend less than you earn, and then invest the difference. It sounds so simple. It's, it's simple, right? It's, it really, and that's the thing, like it really is simple. And, you know, my husband and I, we've taken it a little bit more aggressive. We save 56% of our income in 2021. Yeah, 2021. We will save more than that this year. But we made a goal that we wanted to live on one of our incomes. And that mm-hmm. gives us a lot of flexibility and peace of mind. And, you know, we're not obviously, because we're not spending it, but we're investing that difference in Mm -hmm. real estate, which is really amplifying those passive incomes and continues to let us then save more in subsequent years until we get to a point where we will be able to, you know, the money we make from passive income sources will cover our living expenses. And I guess, I mean, that's essentially the goal, right? To have the Mm -hmm. passive income cover your living expenses and then any excess just continue to invest. Exactly. 
Exactly. Because every time, especially with real estate syndications, the thing I love about it is you're typically, and obviously everyone's different, but you're typically looking at doubling returns in three, five, seven years, depending on the asset and obviously the market and stuff. Mm -hmm. The way I think about it is I'm living off the actual cash flow. I'm not touching that that equity that builds over that period of time and then gets rolled into the next investment. So your cash flow ends up growing as you go into future investments when each project goes full cycle. Right. And then, I mean, again, that's obviously if you just are disciplined enough to continue to reinvest the capital and the growth that came out of that capital. Yeah. I think it's fair to say it's simple, but not easy. Like it's a very clear path of what you need to do and what you can do without sacrificing. Like, I don't feel like I'm sacrificing anything, even though we live on half our income, but it's not easy if you haven't put in the reps and kind of trained yourself just like working out, right? It's not easy to start working out. But once you get in that process and you've built the reps and you've built the consistency and you've trained yourself, it's easy to keep going. Yeah, definitely not easy to start. And I think that's the biggest kind of hurdle that we need to get over is to realize that it's difficult to start. It really is. And to be consistent about it and to train ourselves, especially if we've grown up and in our working career have been kind of conditioned to spending, you know, kind of without really thinking about it or not budgeting properly and not having any streams of passive income. I think that's the biggest differentiator between the wealthy mindset and the rich dad, poor dad talks about this a lot, obviously about having different streams of passive income. And it it almost like unbelievable when you've never been taught this in school, necessarily taught this by your parents and these kind of ideas. I mean, hopefully if you're listening to podcasts, like this isn't new to you, unless this is the first episode you're listening to, but this, this should be something that should be beginning to be ingrained in your everyday existence. And if you do have any extra savings, you know, in find a way to invest that. And I don't know if there are so many opportunities out there, especially if you're not an accredited investor, it is more difficult to kind of find opportunities to invest, but, you know, connect with people in your community and in the communities that we're in and LinkedIn and the online communities and Jake and Gina, we're just talking about, you know, going down to that conference down in Orlando in your hometown. There are so many of these people out there that are willing to share and willing to, you know, kind of point you in the right direction when opportunities do come up. Absolutely. And you know, you know, when I invested in my first syndication as a limited partner, I was not an accredited investor. I'm accredited now, but I was not an accredited investor at that point in time. So to your point, you've got to start connecting, mm-hmm. meeting relationships with people. The, you know, predominantly my projects are open to accredited investors. Mm-hmm. But we do also have projects that are open to non-accredited investors, but you have to have a pre-existing relationship. So that's where it's so important to make sure you're connecting and you're having these conversations because there's fundamentals you need to put in place before you invest in a like a syndication. Sure. There's 100%. education that has to take place there. And I want to go back to the point about having multiple streams of income Yeah. from a at least what I was told growing up and not just told by my parents, but told by society is that it's safe to have a job, a J-O-B, a W-2. It's safe to have one. When the reality is, it's really unsafe to have just one job. I have no control over, you know, if I get let go or COVID happened, right? Again, Mm -hmm. I work for Disney. Disney is highly funded by discretionary income. COVID happens. People aren't going to the theme parks. The theme parks were shut down for, I think, like three months. And I have no control over that, of whether or not I'm going to continue that income source. Where with investing in apartments, 
people still need a place to live. Yeah. They need a place to live. So, you know, it's really diversifying those income streams is where the security comes in, not just having a W-2 that you think is secure because it may or may not be. Do you, just out of curiosity, do you have any other like types of income streams besides the real estate syndications or the real estate things? I mean, have you personally ventured into like any other like random types of, I mean, you obviously you talked about the brokerage accounts, you talked about the index funds, things like that, but anything else kind of exotic or out there? Not different? not too exotic. We do have one of the things my husband enjoys and it's kind of fun for him is he likes to invest in dividend stocks. Okay. So not the most efficient thing, but dividend, he does some in dividend stocks. And then we actually have a profit sharing pipeline from a time when he worked at Keller Williams. So oh. that's kind of a different one, but that is also very much tied to the real estate market. Sure. So it's going to ebb and flow. So we are largely real estate when it comes to a passive income. Yeah, no, that's great. And those are type of things that, you know, once it gets set up, it kind of works on its own. Yeah. And that's the great thing about passive income. It does take yeah, work I'm to int- get it started, but once it's there. It does. Yeah. I am interested in other entrepreneurial ventures, like buying a business that I can really have somebody else operate. Mm-hmm. But I think with so many things, you have to be, you have to, I'm really focused on real estate syndications. I want to be an expert in that space. I want to make sure I'm performing for my investors. So I have to stop the squirrels. Just yeah. like in real estate, there's so many niches. You've got to figure out the niche in commercial multifamily is what my niche is. Absolutely. So even though I'm interested in owning, you know, boring businesses, potentially a laundromat, vending machines, mm-hmm. you know, mailbox store, something like that, it's not something I'm actively pursuing right now because I've just got to stay focused on what I'm doing. And you know, we mentioned I have a full time job. Yeah, as well. exactly. That's what I was going to say. Also have like... children. <laughs> also have children. But these are things that, like, once we hit financial independence and you know become work optional, we can make more of those choices. Hundred percent. I assume you and your husband have have made some sort of a plan, like a you know a timeline. You seem like a very organized type of person <laughs> where you've made Absolutely. that plan. You know, what year or or month or week that you'll hit that goal, probably. Absolutely. Yeah. I have a background in finance, forecasting. And that's one of the great things with real estate is you can forecast. Obviously, there's going to be things that change. But yeah, I've got a whole forecasting plan. Awesome. And you mentioned to me also, I mean, you work for the Disney company and your husband does as well, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You guys work for the same company, but we met uh, there. You met there. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. that makes sense that you work for the same company then. <laughs> and both of you have been there for a while, but you mentioned to me earlier that he actually works in the cruise. Is that what it's called? The cruise division? I don't even know what it's called. The yeah, resort. Disney Cruise know. Line. Disney Cruise yep. Line. Okay. And you actually enjoy going on cruises. You mentioned to me, like, tell me what was, you know, the best cruise that you've been on. To me, the ultimate Disney experience is going on a cruise. And what I love about it is it's really an all-inclusive. It's really, I mean, besides buying alcohol, it's a pretty all-inclusive experience. Your entertainment, your shows, your dinner, unless you want excursions or alcohol, it's pretty all-inclusive. And I just, I love it. As a parent, it is fantastic. And yes, there are adult-only areas on the ship. So you do not, (laughs) you can go as just adults if you don't have children. For me, it's not even where the ship goes. Mm. I just want to be on it and I want to be out to sea. I'm like Moana, which I love that movie. I'm like Moana, like the sea calls me and I just, that's where I want to be. That's awesome. And so just being out at sea, I'm happy. The longer, the better. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess it's a different, there are different types of cruises out there, I guess, because the the ones that I've been on, they included some kind of excursions where you kind of stop and get off and go and come back. 
not too not too exotic yeah. or exciting but and they all go to ports right. you know they all go to different ports and if you're into excursions you can go on excursions again we just we love the shipboard experience and you know we have busy busy lives here on land so it's not uncommon for us to spend half the day in our stateroom on the veranda or just relaxing while the kids are in the kids club or mm-hmm. Take half the day and spend it on the pool, but yeah, That's there's awesome. just something for everybody. That's awesome. Well, I mean, it's amazing that you have the freedom to do that. I mean, obviously, still working full time, but make the time to make sure to take those trips because th- that's where memories are really made. Absolutely. So, where is that? I mean, that forecast that you talk about. I mean, do you have like a a one year, two year, five year timeline? I don't want to give away, you know, everything, but you know, seriously, for someone who is thinking about, well, you talk about a 10 year goal to get to that financial independence. Well, you know, can it be cut in half? Like how much do you actually need to, I mean, you mentioned the $50,000 a year of investing for 10 years, and then you basically have enough cash flow from passive income to live off of. Is that how you've made that for yourself, the same type of goal? Yeah. You know, that's a very linear approach. Yeah. The reality is that people have different income streams or different income sources, maybe 401k when they hit a certain age or taking early distributions from it through different tools where you don't hit tax penalties or pensions. Like my husband and I, we also get pensions. There's so many different income streams. So that invest $50,000 a year for 10 consecutive years with based on the standard returns that I outlined there, and you'll achieve passive income of $84,000 a year. That's a very linear approach. A lot of people have something they're starting with, or maybe they're starting with a negative net worth and they need to take care of some debt before they even get to the point of going on there. Like most people. But it can change. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you can only invest $25,000 a year, well, maybe you can live on $40,000 and you could still keep a 10-year timeline, but the Mm. numbers are different. Or Maybe you can invest 100000 a year, and now you've got, I don't know, 160000 passive income. It is very flexible and dynamic to each individual's needs, right. and it's really a custom approach. There is not a one-size-fit-all approach to achieving financial independence. And the message I just want to get out there and like I want to share with people so much is that it is achievable. You do not have to keep up with the Joneses. You don't have to pay for everything for your children or make sure your children have absolutely the best of everything. They will be fine. That really align your spending with what your values are. That is how you should prioritize your spending and invest the difference. Because everything that we're saving today and investing, we are Mm. buying our future time is how I think about it. That's really a perspective. I mean, it's really, that's really what it is about. You're buying your future time. You are setting yourself up for, you know, in, like you said, you don't know what the future brings and you, having a job, right. you don't really have control of knowing whether you're going to be there for the next five or 10 years that your plan has been set up to facilitate. So we really have to be yeah. proactive in doing that. And I love the fact that, you know, I think really it is achievable for almost anyone. If you're listening to this podcast and you still haven't started investing, well, there are a lot of opportunities out there. And I'm sure, you know, if you connect with Kelly after the show, she has opportunities. I myself have opportunities. So we'll talk about that more in future episodes, but it really is for anyone and everyone. I mean, what would be, and I know I asked you this earlier about you know, kind of one piece of advice for someone starting out, but someone who's kind of along the way and thinking, hmm, you know, this full-time syndication thing is great too. Like maybe that's for me as well. Like how did you, you know, figure out that, well, 
what's the difference between just investing passively and then being, you know, more full-time or not full-time, but more involved on the actual general partnership side? Like what's the bigger advantage to doing it that way? Yeah. The bigger advantage is, is I get more equity in each particular deal because I am physically, I'm working on the deal. I'm working day to day. I'm working on the asset management and overseeing the property managers. I'm informing the underwriting as we're looking at particular deals or informing you know, investor relations, so sending out investor updates. I'm working in the deals just as if it was my own deal. And now I am sharing that amongst a team of individuals, which mm-hmm. is part of how I can do it while I am still working a W-2 job. Right. But the benefit to me as an active syndicator is I get a larger share of the deal. And again, I have an opportunity to bring folks along with me and invest in the deals and grow their own individual wealth and passive income at that same point in time. There are, you know, there's obviously financial benefits, so you get equity, but then there's fees throughout the deal, which are all taken into consideration before we start talking about what returns for passive investors are. Mm-hmm. But there, there is income potential for syndicators when you close on the deal. As you go through the life of the deal, you've got to keep your lights on. So there's some asset management fees. And typically when you sell an asset, there's a disposition fee or a capital transaction fee. So there are points in time when you also have an income piece besides just the equity. But by and large, my benefit is equity. And when that deal turns in the three to five year window, that's when I'm going to get the bulk of my returns, which I will then be able to put into another deal and mm-hmm. get that passive income from. And that's what it's all about for me. Got you. So you are you... It's a long game. It is. It definitely game. is. It's definitely a long game. So are you essentially reinvesting into the deals that you partner on or also in other people's deals as simply solely a limited partner? I am currently investing in the deals that we're in. Gotcha. I do absolutely foresee though, as some of the deals that I'm in that I've built more equity in and they start turning, that I will start investing passively more in other people's deals as well. I see it as a great way to diversify outside of my own operating team, Mm -hmm. but it will also be an opportunity to diversify in other real estate asset classes like storage, industrial, retail space, or whatever other spaces there are. Because I'm focused on apartments. Right. which I think are very well positioned right now in the current environment. But that will just give me additional diversification opportunities at that point in time. And I am, you know, I mentioned I am invested passively in a deal currently. That was my first foray into syndications a few years ago. But currently, I'm investing in the deals that I'm actually working on. Yeah. And it's amazing to see when the deal actually does come to a full cycle. Hopefully, if it's done right and it's operated correctly and and well, especially in this current environment, it's hard to lose money. I mean, it's possible. It definitely happens. And I've seen it happen many times. So don't take me for (laughs) just making predictions that every deal goes smoothly. But when you see that actually come full cycle, it's just incredible to see the returns. I mean, I recently (laughs) had a deal that came full cycle in a much shorter time span than was projected. And, you know, when you're talking about, okay, maybe a 20 25%, 25%, you know, IRR. This was a few years ago when it was that was pretty, pretty normal returns projections. And it came back with like, you know, 68% return. So that was that was pretty cool. It's good to see that, right? And again, like yeah. you said, that just allows you to accelerate that schedule of the financial independence by reinvesting that into a new deal, which is exactly what I did with all that. And you know, and hopefully that's gonna continue paying passive income as well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's, you know, sometimes when I get bored, 
Not that I have a whole lot of time to get bored, but sometimes when I get bored or maybe I'm procrastinating on something I should be doing and I don't want to, I will pull up a blank Excel and I'll just put in like, here's all the properties I own. Here's my current passive income. And then it's like three to five years. Okay. That doubles, that doubles. And it's just, it's fun. It's like a game to me. I call I'm a nerd, but I love it. <laughs> I love this stuff. And I want everybody to see the possibilities because it is so to your point, achievable. It is. And you just have to get started. You have to get started and then you'll get a taste of it and you'll be like, holy crap, why didn't I know this 10, 15 years ago? It's phenomenal. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate all your points here. I do want to transition to what we call now the final four. These are four questions, as you know, that I ask all my guests. First one to you is, what is the worst job you ever had? (laughs) So I grew up in Michigan. And as a 14-year-old, the best job you can get to make summer money is detasseling corn. So detasseling I, corn. Detasseling. Detasseling. Yep. Okay. So I was a corn detasseler one summer for like two weeks because that's all the season goes. And it was awful. It's hot and dirty work. I would much rather have been on the lake. <laughs> But it was good money. Wow. Okay. Well, that's. I think it's a new one. I don't recall anyone ever mentioning that before, but I could be wrong. The truth is I, I've been wrong before about this. And after close to 300 episodes, it's hard to remember every single worst job that everyone had. I think you did have one other individual that said to tasseling not long ago, but I don't recall who it was. <laughs> you know, it is coming into my head. I think it could have been Sam Wilson that may have said detasseling, but I don't recall. I remember it was something to do with farming. Okay. I'll have to go farming back and check. rough. <laughs> Second question, what's a book you've read that's given you a paradigm shift? So Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? Everybody reads that book. But I think where I'm going to go is more about blogs. And as Mm. I mentioned, when I was having that epiphany of where's all of our money going, how do we invest? I go down rabbit holes. And... You know, for anybody that's interested in really un- better understanding and seeing techniques and hearing people's stories on financial independence, retire early, that whole fire community. Mm-hmm. Paula Pan, Afford Anything blog is great. Mr. Money Mustache. Mr. Money Mustache has a blog called The Simple Path to Wealth. No, that's, oh man, I'll have to send you the link afterwards for okay. the notes. But it basically illustrates if you're investing in low fee index funds, so not real estate, but in stock market, if you save, let's say 10% of your income, mm-hmm. it's going to take you 80 years to retire. But if you save 70% of your income, you can retire in like 12 years. These numbers aren't right. Just an example. Mm-hmm. But that was really a mindset shift for me and kind of that financial literacy 101, 201 which I had a good foundation of, but that was big for me and really got me drinking from the Kool-Aid, if you will, and pulling the strings back, which ultimately led to being aggressively investing in real estate. That's awesome. Okay. Well, I think for anyone who hasn't really gone deep into the the FIRE financial financial independence, retire early community and, and those blogs and stuff, there's so much literature out there. And like it's, you said, you could just get sucked into that. But the point is to really take it and apply it, not just to yeah. read up about it. So Definitely put some of that in the show notes there. Mr. Money Mustache. That's a new one to me, but we'll definitely have to check it out. (laughs) He's a little hardcore, but I love it. And I'm super excited because FinCon, which is their big conference, the Financial Independence Retire Only Conference, is going to be in Orlando next month. So I'm excited to attend that. Oh, very cool. Awesome. So third question for you is, what is a skill or talent that you'd like to learn? So we talked earlier about how I love to cruise. And Mm. before we start recording, I mentioned, I would love to, when I'm just standing on the side of one of these cruise ships, like just dive in. But obviously that's really frowned upon and probably illegal. And I certainly wouldn't be able to get back on the cruise ship. One of the things that I want to do is I want to learn to sail because 
I want to sail around the world. I think that would just be an awesome adventure, an opportunity to kind of slow travel as opposed to quickly traveling, Mm -hmm. really get embedded in different cultures and meet people with different backgrounds and experiences. And I think sailing would be a great way to marry those two interests of mine and do it while the kids are still, you know, at home. So we're not, we're not talking 25 years from now. So that is one skill that I want to learn. And it is on our to-do list for next year. So 2023, I'm learning to sail. Awesome. That's so exciting. See, I love that when you actually have a skill or talent that you'd like to learn and put it into action and actually make a plan to do it because that's really what it's all about. That's why I asked the question, because it kind of piques people's curiosity and figuring out, hmm, well, I'd like to do that. Well, maybe I should. And, and I think we all have that sometimes. We have something inside of us. It's like, you know, I'd like to do that one day, but it's always one day. And until we mm-hmm. actually make a plan and say, okay, on Tuesday of next week, I'm going to start, <laughs> you know, sign yeah. up for a course, sign up for a cloud, whatever it is to do that. So good for you. That's exciting to hear. Absolutely. Um, fourth and final question, what does success mean to you? So I think we've probably pretty well covered this, but success to me is really being able to not exchange my time for money mm-hmm. any longer. So that is, again, having passive income streams that will pay for our, our standard of living. That is ultimately success. And that's not you know $10 million or a million dollars a year in spending. You know That's a very modest but comfortable, maybe $100,000 a year that we can cover our living expenses, have a little extra for spending. And then from there, we can amplify as we want to. But that is, that's success to me. That's awesome. I love how you've kind of just put it so simply, simplified that definition and understand it. And I think you've built the systems to do that. So I you know, wish you much continued success along that path. And I'd love to uh, give you the opportunity to tell our listeners where they can find you or reach out to you. Awesome. This has been great, Johanna. Thank you. So the best place to find me is I'm very active on LinkedIn. So you can find me on LinkedIn, Kelly Ionone. You can also check out my website if you're interested in learning more about real estate syndications or just want to learn more about me and you know do a little research, anything, that's fine. My mm-hmm. website is www.waypointcip.com. And that's waypointcip for commercial investing partners.com. Awesome. So we'll make sure to put that in the show notes for anyone to check that out. Thank you again, Kelly. It's really been a pleasure speaking with you and catching up. And to our listeners, thank you for listening all the way to the end. And remember, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating or review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn. Send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.